August 6th, 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 6, through chapter 3, verse 4. Yet when I, Paul, am among mature Christians, I do speak with words of wisdom, but not the kind of wisdom that belongs to this world, and not the kind that appeals to the rulers of this world, who are being brought to nothing. No, the wisdom we speak of is the secret wisdom of God, which was hidden in former times, though He made it for our benefit before the world began. But the rulers of this world have not understood it. If they had, they would never have crucified our glorious Lord. That is what the Scriptures mean when they say, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love Him. But we know these things because God has revealed them to us by His Spirit, and His Spirit searches out everything and shows us even God's deep secrets. No one can know what anyone else is really thinking except that person alone, and no one can know God's thoughts except God's own Spirit. And God has actually given us His Spirit, not the world's Spirit, so we can know the wonderful things God has freely given us. When we tell you this, we do not use words of human wisdom. We speak words given to us by the Spirit, using the Spirit's words to explain spiritual truths. But people who aren't Christians can't understand these truths from God's Spirit. It all sounds foolish to them because only those who have the Spirit can understand what the Spirit means. We who have the Spirit understand these things, but others can't understand us at all. How could they? For who can know what the Lord is thinking? Who can give Him counsel? But we can understand these things, for we have the mind of Christ. Dear brothers and sisters, when I was with you, I couldn't talk to you as I would to mature Christians. I had to talk as though you belonged to this world, or as though you were infants in the Christian life. I had to feed you with milk and not with solid food, because you couldn't handle anything stronger. And you still aren't ready, for you are still controlled by your own sinful desires. You are jealous of one another and quarrel with each other. Doesn't that prove you are controlled by your own desires? You're acting like people who don't belong to the Lord. When one of you says, I'm a follower of Paul, and another says, I prefer Apollos, aren't you acting like those who are not Christians? Today we're reading in Psalm chapter 28, verses 1 through 9. And here's what's going on there. There is some requesting happening. David's enemies were undermining his reputation and his work. Perhaps something like this has happened to you. What did he do? Well, the same thing you and I should do. He turned to the Lord with two special requests. That God would speak to him and that God would save him. You know, God speaks to us in answered prayer. If you are silent, said David, I just as might as well be dead. And if you don't deliver me, you are treating me like the enemy. Very powerful arguments on David's part. And uh, he spoke to the Lord transparently and honestly and frankly. He didn't uh, try to put on any kind of spiritual parade for the Lord. He just spoke to him 
as uh, one with whom he was intimate, very intimate. He, uh, the Lord, wants us to have the same kind of intimate relationship. And by the way, there was rejoicing, as we shall see as we read. God heard him and helped him. And he does the same for you and me today as we trust in him and lean not on our own understanding. You can rejoice in the Lord even when you cannot rejoice in yourselves or your circumstances. So trust God to be your strength and your song and your salvation. He is the faithful shepherd who can carry both you and your burdens. A.D. Williams once said, Imagine what seven billion humans could accomplish if we loved and respected one another. Just imagine. Imagine if there was no greed. Imagine if there was no comparison. If everyone was running their own race, but cheering for all others at the same time. Maybe we'll never see that in our lifetime. But what we all can do is start with ourselves. Start with yourself. Choose to lift others up. Choose to set the example, the example of kindness and integrity, the example of compassion and understanding. There's a quote that says, no matter how educated, talented, rich or cool you believe you are, how you treat people ultimately tells all. Integrity is everything. It really is. Who you are is far more important than what you have, and it will always be. Who you are is measured by how you make others feel. Be kind to each other. In a world where you can be anything, be kind. Choose to be the change you wish to see in the world. Decide you will not wait for someone else. You will set the example. Be kind. Because you never know how much that person is suffering inside. You never know the difference your words can make. The difference your presence can make. The difference you can make to one human life. Be the reason someone believes in the goodness of humanity. Be the reason someone else decides to make a difference in others. Be the influence you want to see more of. Always do what is right. Not what is easy in the moment. Kindness spreads like a virus. When you do good to another, that person does better to those they come in contact with. You really can make a big difference in the world today and every other day. And Frank said, in the long run, the sharpest weapon of all is a kind and gentle spirit. No one has ever made themselves great by showing how small another is. Be kind and always build others up to the best of your ability. Treat everyone with the same level of kindness that you would like for yourself. Not because everyone is nice, but because you are. Because karma makes no mistakes. Because it is right. Because you have integrity. Because you want this world to be better when you leave than when you arrive.